Hi, my name's Kari. You're listening to Talk Back with my grandma, Gloria Shea. Stay tuned. Well, hello out there and welcome to today's latest edition of Talk Back hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Welcome to uh, Sunday. Today is May the 2nd, and I'm coming to you live from the city of Cleveland. Uh, It's approximately about 2.28, almost 2.30 p.m. It's a lovely day here in the city of Cleveland, which, by the way, this year we are hosting the NFL draft for 2021. Yeah, the city of Cleveland is hosting the NFL draft, which by the way, uh, is over now. It ended on yesterday, started on Thursday, and uh, it was exciting to watch. Uh, The weather didn't cooperate much uh, on Thursday when the event started. It was pretty cold and chilly here and windy uh, with um, a downpour of constant rain. However, the crowds uh, was uh, large in any event at, uh, on every single uh, day of the of the draft on Thursday, Friday, and of course on yesterday on Saturday. Um, the numbers were huge. The people came out from the city to support, and there were people from all over the world here in the city of Cleveland this weekend. So we want to uh, say that we're grateful for the NFL to bring the draft here this year. Last year, you know, they went virtual, um, and um, and I do believe they were supposed to be. It was supposed to have been held in Las Vegas last year, but because of COVID. It did go virtual, but we had it this year, 2021, right here, city of Cleveland. It was a huge success. The Cleveland Browns, I think, did a great and outstanding job on their picks. A lot of the teams around the NFL did a great job. So you're listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Welcome today. We're going to just give you some good information uh, as to what consumers can expect coming up in the third and fourth quarter of the year here in 2021. Uh, We are under a new administration, as everyone knows right now. The first 100 days now are in the books for uh, President Joseph uh, Biden. And he, over the last few days, have been laying out a $2 trillion package um, would could end up being, let me say this on the onset, could go even higher uh, up to $4 trillion. So uh, we're being told his plans to rebuild the infrastructure uh, over uh, the next eight years is part of this uh, $2 trillion um, plan. And uh, as I said, it could go up to $4 trillion over the next 10 years. So he's looking to reshape the economy. And he, he calls this plan um, actually a once-in-a-lifetime or once-in-a-generation investment in America. We haven't seen anything like this actually since we did the highway, built the highways back in the 1950s. He calls it a once-in-a-generation investment in America. He proposes to create about 20,000 miles of rebuilt roads, which thinks our country needs it. There's no debating that. We need to rebuild our infrastructure, our bridges, and our roads here. They have been depleting for years and years and years. So it's high time that we uh, take notice and do something about that. So 20,000 miles of rebuilt roads. Uh, he wants to repair uh, the 10 most 
uh, economically important bridges here in the country. So he wants to repair and uh, rebuild the roads and repair the 10 most important bridges in the country. He wants to, he's proposing to also the elimination of lead pipes. Um, so the nation's water supply uh, can be cleaner and healthier for our citizens here in the United States. He also is proposing programs for much, much cleaner energy. All these things are great things. We need to rebuild our roads. We need to repair our bridges. We need uh cleaner energy, no doubt about that, and we certainly need to take care of eliminating lead pipes throughout our water system. These are things that we absolutely need and need to have done. No debating that. Um, also in that infrastructure bill, um, the roads and bridges, this also involves public transportation, which will include Amtrak and um, I mean, this is money that he he's proposing to, you know, the high speed rail system, which has been in Europe now for years. We need that. There's no debating that fact. That's a plus. It's a great plus. And it's high time that we construct that here in the United States where this is 2021. And there's no excuse for us being so far behind with a lot of the other uh, countries in the world as far as uh high-speed rail system. We need an infrastructure, transportation, broadband. He's talk, He's been talking about broadband. He wants to make sure that uh, the citizens, homeowners, and the rural areas have more access to broadband. Makes perfectly good sense to me because without broadband, guess what? The, the learning system, the access to uh, information, is limited at best when you don't have broadband uh, pretty much throughout the country. So I think that's a great idea. The electric grid, he's been talking a bit about that. That's part of this package. Now, I'm not going to stay here too long, but we all remember just a few short months ago, the state of Texas and the major, major issues that they had when they had a major uh, winter storm come through the state of Texas and totally demolish and destroy their electric grid. Now, Texas is a state that does things a lot differently than the other 51 states. Texas does a lot of things differently, a lot of things on their own. They're not a part of the the mass um, United States electric grid system. It stands on its own. And we saw what that really means in, in time of a crisis. Now, let's face it, it was a debacle. It was outrageous what the residents of Texas had to go through there because of a snowstorm. So he's he's insisting and he's proposing that we upgrade our electrical grid system. Here's another concern when, we, when you talk about our country's electric grid system. We need to make sure that no outside adversaries like Russia or China are able to implement uh, any type of system that could overhaul our system or even break into our system and obtain data from our electric grid system where it would put them in a position that they can control our electric grid system. These are important things. And it's high time, it's high time that we take a look at these things. High time we do that. So that's part of his proposal. 
housing is a big part of it as well. And uh, he wants to, part of this uh, economic plan is to jumpstart advanced manufacturing. Not sure what the specific details of that part of it is, but it sounds like he wants to bring back a lot of the jobs that went overseas with manufacturing companies here, located here in, in the United States, that farm out a lot of their manufacturing um, process overseas. Looks like he wants to uh, open up the doors and make it uh, much more advantageous for these companies now to manufacture right here in the United States. Here's another big key a part of his plan that I've been paying a lot of attention to. That's the labor unions. And under this administration, the late, let's face it, they supported and they, you know, they did support uh, President Biden's election. They wanted him to be president. The major labor unions did. But there's a reason for that. And the reason being because he is a democratic president. And if you look at history, most democratic administrations favor unions versus the Republicans or the conservative party. They don't favor unions as much, if at all. So the labor unions are usually supported President Biden. And because of that, I think they're going to uh, get what they're asking for and a lot of what, what they need. Uh, for opening up these bigger corporations and allowing unions to come in. Excuse me. And what does that mean basically for the laborer? I mean, the layman simply means that an increase in wages for the employees who are part of a union. So the, the labor unions are happy about what they're hearing. They were ecstatic that they got a Democrat back back in the office. They're in favor of his plan from what I hear. And basically what it means for uh, folks like you and and I simply means an increase in your pay. And that now they'll have a little bit more freedom to move into uh, some of the the bigger companies. How does he plan to pay for all of this and actually... Uh, make it work. It's a little different than what the Republicans have been proposing, starting with Reagan. A little different. I'll get into that for you uh, in just a bit. What he wants to, but he wants to pay for it with corporate tax revenues. Quite frankly, he's looking to tax the high, the highest two to three percent. Okay, the highest tax bracket. A lot different than what the outgoing administration did under Trump. A lot different than Reagan what Reagan did. So he's, he's, he's proposing to pay for this huge uh, trillion dollar economic growth package, mainly with corporate tax revenues. Now, before you get all up in a, you know, in an uproar saying that if taxes, if we tax, if we, if we uh, raise the uh, corporate tax, and um, the personal gains tax, corporate gains tax, then that's going to affect the employees. Well, not necessarily. Let's remember just a few short months ago under the Republican administration of Trump, he, he proposed 
to cut the taxes for the wealthy of the wealthiest, the top 2%, with no plan, no options as to how to pay for this tax cut. It's the old trickle-down economics that started with Reagan. I think by now we've learned that trickle-down economics does not work. Give the corporates the highest tax break and the highest 2 to 3%, the most wealthy of the wealthy here in this country. Give them the biggest tax break. And hopefully what they were, what they're saying is that it will, that will trickle down to middle income workers, middle income families, and to basic laborers and their jobs. The, you know, the laborer, the manufacturing plants, they'll be able to, to benefit from this because corporate now is going to be paying less capital gain taxes and less tax. Okay. Doesn't work just doesn't work. And by the way, under Trump's plan, he had no way, he had no plan to offset these tax cuts that he gave to the wealthy. No plan. And in, in other words, we pay for it. Okay. So anyhow, he also, I thought was interesting. He wants to make sure, I don't think he's looking to overtax corporate America, but he wants them to pay their fair share. Particularly the multinationals that earn uh, and book profit overseas, you know, they farm the jobs out overseas, part of their manufacturing. He, he's saying now that if you're going to farm your work out overseas, you're going to have to pay, pay for it, which hopefully will Flip it, give us the alternative, bring those manufacturing jobs back home where they belong. Unlike anything we've ever seen, we've never seen a plan this that's this massive, and he's getting a lot of you know kickback from the Republicans and the conservatives. Uh, the American people like it. The American folks like his plan. They think it's a good idea, and they're 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 for it. Uh, we haven't seen anything like this since we actually started to build the highway, you know, the interstate highway systems, like I said, back in the 50s. Interesting. This is the largest jobs investment since World War II. That's what we're looking at. The largest jobs investment plan since World War II. So I, I, I think it's a good thing, and I'm going to share what it means bottom lines for the workers, the American workers, and um, how we will be able to benefit from that. Um, 900,000 jobs was added uh, prior to this month. This month, the month of April, well, actually April just ended, but during the month of April, there were a million new jobs added. So... It looks like so far so good. You're listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Thank you for tuning in. We've got a lot of exciting things going on. You can catch us on Spotify and all of the other platforms where podcasts are heard. And we're going to be broadcasting from studios here in the city of Cleveland starting on May 22nd. 
that's on a Saturday. We'll be in the studios. We're going to have a live guest for you and we'll be able to take calls. So, yeah. And um, also, I want to speak to business owners out there, small business owners, large, medium sized. Doesn't really, really, really matter. We've got a place, a home for you right here at Talk Back. Partner with us here. Our rates are very, very reasonable. Our demographics reach out to a broad audience women and men. We have a large male audience as well, <laughs> ages 44 to 55, and 60 plus huge audience out there with the highest disposable income. So consider partnering here with us at Talk Back. Give us a call, 216-394-8926. That's 216-394-8926. Ask for Gloria and I'll be able to go over the rates with you, share with you. We make it very affordable for small businesses. Even if you're a nonprofit organization and you want to get the word out there about your services, give us a call. 216-394-8926. You're listening to Talk Back. Okay, so this plan, this massive uh, new jobs plan and economic growth plan that Biden has proposed, as I said, it's it started out, he's proposing $2 trillion, could end up to be $4 trillion over the next 10 years, could turn out to be that much, is huge with the American workers and families. Huge. Okay. It's the most popular measure by far um, that, uh, and I'll, I'll share this with you, paid family and medical leave is huge with the American workers and the American families. By far the most popular measure. Backed by 69% of Americans and overall 73% of uh, America's approved of Biden's plans for the economy. Overall, 73%. That is huge. That is huge. And uh, the paid family and medical leave, which is a part of his economic growth package, is backed by 69% of Americans. So the support is there. And uh, it's just a matter of... Um, getting out, I think, which he started to do. He started in Georgia. I think getting out uh, amongst the people in the country, traveling from state to state, letting them know what the agenda is and how they propose to bring it about and how it, it really can be done without increasing taxes and losing jobs. Now, he started from the onset saying he did not want to tax Americans making 400000 or under. He did not have any, he does not, uh, he's not in favor of proposing higher tax rates increases on Americans making 400000 a year or less. The tax increase will go on Americans making 400000 a year or more. And of course, he's going to make sure that the highest 2 and 3% of the wealthy start to pay more of their fair share. And let's be realistic about this. They can afford it. They did pretty darn good prior to COVID coming in over a year ago now. They did pretty darn good. The economy was, let's face it, it wasn't bad. It was headed in the right direction until COVID hit. And they did pretty darn good when when Trump uh, introduced the massive tax 
break on the top 2%, they did pretty darn good. So the what happened? And even during COVID, have you heard? The rich got richer. The rich got richer. So they've been doing pretty, pretty well, even under a pandemic. And I think they can afford to pay their first share of the, you know, the Facebook owners, uh, Amazon, these guys, Beto's, these guys have done well under the pandemic. They have, they've made a million dollars a day plus during the, uh, even during the pandemic. So they can afford to pay, to pay their fair share. And I think if you, if, if I had them on interview today and, uh, I'd ask, I don't think they would, uh, would have or would balk so much as paying a little bit, you know, more money in taxes, corporate tax. I think it's fair. Capital gains tax, sure. Um, but he's not looking at making any real damage to medical income Americans. Anyone making 400000 or less will not see an increase in their taxes. It's a popular plan. It's backed by the Americans. 45% of Americans um, support Biden in his first 100 days. They give him thumbs up. So um, before all the naysayers and the Republican supporters out there think, yeah, right, sure, that's what you say now. He's going to want more money. He's going to want us to pay more taxes. It's going to affect the employers. Guess what? Then it's going to trickle down to me. I'm going to lose my job because I can't afford to to pay me. Well, that just isn't that just isn't factual. Uh, these corporations, these big companies, are making millions even since the pandemic. Now, for middle income and and small business owners. Hey, I'm right there with you. I used to be a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. So I understand the struggles that small business owners have keeping staying afloat and keeping good help. Biden has also proposed a $15 minimum wage increase. Standard minimum wage across the board. Some states are for it. Some states are against it. Some businesses are for it. Some businesses are against it. The restaurant industry, a lot of them are saying, how can I afford to pay two and three and four employees $15 or more an hour, pay my insurance, you know, and stay afloat? Well, I think that's a, those are valid concerns. And, uh, but I think that we have to be more innovative. All of us as entrepreneurs and even small business owners, we have to think outside of the box. We have to come up with ways to increase revenue to expand and to give your your good employees even more responsibility and even a, a better paying job. So I think those are things that, that small business owners need to consider as well. Now, I want to talk a little bit uh, about the gross national, the, the G and GDP. I want to talk a little bit about the GDP because uh, let's let me do this. What does GDP mean? It's the total market value of all goods and services produced right here in the country by the United States of America. GDP is the total market value of all goods and services produced right here in our country. Right? See, the Economist estimates that in 2021, 
First of all, growth has been on the rise. Now we're headed into the third quarter of the year. This is May 2nd, right? Okay, so we're heading to the third quarter. So growth has been on the rise. We're currently, as of today, the GDP is at 5.7%. It's up from 4.9% in February. January was 4.0. Okay, January, the GDP was at 4.0%. February went up to 4.9%. Currently, we're at 5.7%. So what that says and what that means is that the total market value of all goods and services produced, those are goods and services made right here in the United States of America, the market value is continually going up. So it's going in the right direction. And that's that's good news. That's definitely good news. No doubt about that. You're listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly glorious Shay. Thank you so much for listening. We do have a Facebook page called Talk Back a thought-provoking talk format. It's called Talk Back, a thought-provoking talk format. I encourage my listeners, go to our Facebook page and leave us a review. If you're a listener of Talk Back, if you just started to listen to us, just found us, because now we're, we're, it's, we're accessible everywhere now where you can find podcasts. Uh, if you're a new listener or even if you've been listening to us for a while. I encourage you go to our Facebook page, Talk Back, a thought-provoking talk format, and leave us a review. If you have some ideas for future shows, let us know. This can only make us better. So I encourage you go to our Facebook page, Talk Back, a thought-provoking talk format, and leave us a review. And thank you so much for that. Now, the Feds project by the fiscal year end, which is October for, for most fiscal, for most, you know, for most corporations who run on a fiscal calendar versus a 12 month January through December calendar. And they don't run on a year end calendar. They run on a fiscal calendar, which actually starts. Uh, I think it's around uh, November, December, January of the uh, October of the prior year up until October of the new year. So fiscal, uh, the feds do project by the fiscal year in which is October for most corporations, um, we should be at about 6.5%. And that's pretty darn good. Coming from a still trying to fight our way through a pandemic and still trying to get a grip on the pandemic and come out of it and yet experience some growth in our economy, which is where we need to be to bring people back to work so they can go back to work and start to live a normal life uh, as they did before. So the feds do project that by the fiscal year in, which is October of this year, most corporate companies will be at about 6.5%. Morgan Stanley, Morgan Stanley, right? They estimate we should be at 8.1%. So their projection is even greater. And that's good news, folks. That's good news. That's nothing to yawn at. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's nothing to gripe about. Uh, Even though his spending proposals are massive. They are massive. But I, I do believe that he's 
looking at putting the money in the right place. And let's face it, why shouldn't the richest 2 to 3% of corporate America and the wealthy pay more of their fair share? That's all he's asking. I, I hear a lot of the conservatives in the right wing talk about uh, he campaigned on bipartisanship and how he would reach out across the aisle. He is reaching out across the aisle. He is open to ideas. He said this over and over again. However, he did allude that he will not consider taxing anyone making $400,000 a year or less more. He does, he's not in favor of giving, proposing more taxes on folks making $400,000 a year or less. So, and I think that's a good plan. Um, as I stated earlier, when the, when the pod, when the show started, right, uh, we lived, I lived under the Reagan years. Um, I wasn't a business owner at that time, but I remember uh, how successful Reagan was with pitching this to uh, the Congress and the Senate and the American people. And uh, they um, titled it Triple Down Economics and how it would work if we gave the top 2% in corporate America the biggest tax break. Well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's never worked. It didn't work under, under Reagan. It didn't work under Bush. It does not work. So, interesting enough, what Biden is proposing is to build from the bottom up and from the inside out. And I think that's a good idea. I really do. I like it. I like it. And uh, so, the, the, you know, the, the right, uh, the Republicans, the right wing uh, are saying that uh, Biden is being pushed more to the left. Versus the, that he's always been a centrist. He's always been pretty, you know, much of a centrist. You know, someone who's kind of works both end of the aisles and such. And he was that, no doubt. And if you know anything about Biden's history uh, as a congressman, you know that that's exactly what he did until he became the vice president under Barack Obama. And um, and even then, he was he was uh, some would still say he was a centrist. Obama, let's be clear, was portrayed more of a leftist. And I think maybe Biden caught some of that too, being his VP. But um, the Republicans are crying foul and they're saying that he's being pushed to the left versus maintaining his centrist view. So we'll see. I'm not sure that that is correct. Uh, They're calling his spending proposal, his economic recovery proposal, just big government waste. It's big government waste. Who's going to pay for it? Our kids are going to pay for it, they're saying. No, they're not. No, they're not. Where, where was the Republicans and Fox News? Where were the where were the questions about who's who paid, who was going to pay for Trump's uh, tax break to the wealthy of the wealthy? How, how were we supposed to pay? How did we pay for that? You and I pay for it with higher taxes. Capital gains tax, that's a, that's a little tricky for me as well as, as for most uh, business, small business owners, I think. Uh, they should be able to not pay more than they should for capital gains tax. So um, I've got to take a look at that and see where we stand with that and what his proposal is on that. So I'll make sure I, 
I bring you up to date on some information with that. So the question remains, does mass spending, tax hikes to the wealthy, keep in mind, threaten a booming economy? That's the question. Does mass shipping, mass spending, I'm sorry, does mass spending and tax hikes threaten a booming economy? That's the question. I think that time will tell and we will all be able to um, get a little bit better understanding under Biden's plan as time moves forward, uh, if it's working, how well it's working, and things like of that of that nature. By the way, Secretary Fudge, who was a, by the way, uh, here represented uh, in my district where I live, uh, Congresswoman, um, she's now the Secretary of HUD, Housing and Urban Development, and she's laid a foundation to tackle long-term housing challenges, and uh, she wants to make sure that everyone who wants to own a home, uh, that they'll have that opportunity to actually own a home. So I think that if you're out there and you're listening and you're a young family or you're single or whatever, whatever your, your marital status is, if you're looking to invest in property or become a first time home owner, I think now's the time to really start looking into the plans that have been laid out now by uh, Secretary Fudge, who's head of the head of HUD. And she's she's laid out a lot of good programs for first time home buyers and ways to get you into becoming a homeowner. So she's tackling a lot of the housing challenges that are out there. By the way, another thing that I learned, the FDIC right? They have a, a podcast that they do. Uh, and they go, they talk about different programs now that are being instituted under the Biden administration. So check out the FDIC podcast and they talk about special services that they're offering new and, 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 and innovative ways to help homeowners become uh, better homeowners uh, and for first time home buyers to actually get a chance to buy their first home. Also, on this uh, on this podcast, they talk about banking, innovation, things like that, how to expand on financial inclusions. So check them out. I think you'll find they have a lot of good information. So we've got a pretty good, strong uh, economic index. Uh, our GDP is good. Now, one thing with the housing industry, let me share this. Wood is projected to be more expensive this year. So for builders purchasing wood, they're going to spend more money. It does affect housing costs because if the builder's got to pay more for wood and for materials, guess what? He's going to pass that along to you but it is not projected to stall out the housing economy. It is expected to continue to boom. The labor force is gonna be just fine. As a matter of fact, the things like I I just mentioned to you guys out there about the FDIC having its own podcast, sharing a lot of good information. This just gives you more participation you the consumers, 
So take advantage of it. Read, do your research, um, get out there, listen. There are podcasts all over the place with a lot of good information. So the labor force is going to be fine. That's what the projections are. The labor force will be just fine. The GDP is strong, projected to be even stronger, continuously on the rise. So we're we're doing pretty, pretty good. And um, Biden is at 45% approval uh, rating. And um, he's well over 60% on his plan for the economic growth plan. And 73% of all Americans approve of the direction that he's headed with with his economic plan. So some of the, I wanted to share with you today, uh, all of my listeners out there, some of the jobs, what does it mean for us as far as some of the jobs that are, that, um, that are you going to see a growth in the industry? And, you know, where are you going to see pay increases? And you're going to see some strong indications there. It looks like some of the things that always have been, uh, you know, people who work in the data industry, that will always be. But plumbers and electricians will, uh, their industry uh, should grow. Um, Cybersecurity experts, that's another industry that you should expect some growth. Alternative energy is on the rise. So if you're looking to invest, it's a great thing to invest in, to do your research, do your homework, but alternative energy is not going anywhere. Let's face it. And we've got to get on board. Looks like President Biden is heading, is pushing us in that direction. We've got to get on board with alternative energy. The health profession, guess what? not going to go anywhere. And what we saw during the pandemic, uh, let's face it, they were overworked, understaffed. So that's a profession that will continue to rise. Home health aides are in big demand. Nursing assistants, construction workers, it's there. And with the union participation now, you'll see construction workers get a bigger piece of the pie. I think you'll see that. Physical therapy aides, uh, great profession, medical technologists, truck drivers, truck drivers. As the economy starts to get back on track and the goods and services that are produced here in the country create more of a market value, then they'll be sold overseas into other countries. So truck drivers will be in a high demand. And um, so don't don't forget those things. And um, uh, just stay encouraged and stay informed read, 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 and um, vote, vote, vote. Um, But I don't think that Biden's plan um, is painting the wrong picture. I don't think it's deceiving uh, or anything like that. A lot of information coming from the CDC has been a bit, you know, conflicting, um... CDC is lifting a lot of the COVID restrictions around the country. For example, we're not required now to wear the outdoor mask if we have the vaccinations. It's the Pfizer if you had to. I've had the Pfizer. I've had all, I've had both of my shots. 
or if it's Johnson and Johnson, it's just the one, which by the way, you can have now again. So I'm told so. Um, but as long as you've been vaccinated, you can now go outside um, and not wear the mask. You have to remember the social distancing as well, but they're lifting the COVID restrictions. New York City is getting ready to open up 100%, I think, uh, starting very, very soon. So that's good news. And the cases, the, the COVID cases have dropped uh, in about half of the country. The numbers are on decline for about half of the country. So um, we're headed we're headed in the right direction and we've still got a lot of work to do. We want to get out of this, out of the woods totally with the COVID. So I encourage all of my listeners out there to uh, adhere to the CDC guidelines, get fascinated, get the shots. Believe me, the benefits outweigh anything that you can think of and um, stay abreast, stay, stay informed as to what's going on. Follow the CDC's guidelines, and um, we're on the right track. Biden, uh, his plan, it's massive. I agree. But I think it's something that will work for us. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Talk Back. Until next time, America. You have been listening to Talk Back with my grandma on Spotify. Be sure and catch her every weekend. Oh, and by the way, my name is Kari. Bye.